Hey everybody, my name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday Edition. So, I wanted to talk about something that, something a little bit more in depth that I've talked about before. Considering we had a assault on our nation's capital in America, I, I can't help but think about, because I'm me, Entertainment. In um. In recent years, in there have been, well, there's always been entertainment, that has made room for some nasty shit. Um. My my brain immediately goes to a release from I think actually from two thousand two thousand. 15 or 16 called Tanya the Evil, and if you've heard of Tanya the Evil, don't be surprised, because it was one of the most popular things to come out that year, and the idea was they were trying to make, like, an edgy, an edgy isekai, so to speak, so you follow this little girl from, um, from fictional Germany, who becomes a Nazi officer, with the, like, the lampshading they do of it, it is not a little girl, it is a, you'll led to believe, slightly to very shitty salaryman from Japan who got, um, pushed onto the train track, died, and then was reincarnated by, um, a being that they always refer to as being X in the show. Um, and it just, Every time I think about that show, it it disgusts me. Because what that show does is it uses for entertainment, is it it uses the concept of being a really successful Nazi officer for entertainment, and it the show definitely says like, hey. Weren't the Nazis bad people? And... But that's not... That's not... Okay. A, that was never okay. B, that it's not okay anymore. C, especially in... A country where we have... Where we are conditioned to act individually and be individuals we should offer things like that no quarter and the reason why I'm saying that the reason why I'm I'm not saying like don't express ideas man but I am saying that be aware of what the ideas you're expressing really are and I I think I probably talked about this last I probably talk about this every time I talk about um Tommy the Evil. I I have a friend, um, guy I went to high school with and we were having a conversation and I forget how it came up, but he looked at me and goes, Yeah, 
was with Japan and the Nazis. And I looked them dead square in the face and I was like, oh, they lost World War I. They lost World War Two just like just, just like the Nazis did. Worse than the Nazis did because they had a nuke dropped. They had the two nukes dropped on them. They're the only country to ever have a nuke dropped on them, much less two. And um, there was never any... There was never any ed- there was never any education for anybody about oh hey like we were wrong like the the racism that was bad and these people who are spouting the racism the most they're an atrocity that can and should never happen again they're they're how human human beings eat themselves alive ultimately and. The, up until recently, lots of people, a majority of people believed that that kind of misunderstanding couldn't exist in America because we, we all have the same history book. We all learn about World War Two and the Nazis and all the horrible shit that happened. But lo and behold, a couple thousand um some racists and a couple thousand of their closest friends and family um stormed the US Capitol building on Wednesday as of this recording. Um and we all saw the we all saw the power of the kind of racism, xenophobia, you know white power, all the nonsense associated with a soon-to-be, our soon-to-be ex-president brought to bear in a massive, violent display of uh, dissatisfaction and assholery. And the reason why I've I'm talking about Tanya the Evil, which came out year came out years ago, and now is once again Tanya the Evil was the most popular show of its season. It was one of the most popular shows of its season, like by far. And I said it. I said it at the time. I forever say it. That's not okay. You know that it that that show created a condition in which tons of fifteen and sixteen year olds, five or six years ago, were able to, to were able to be entertained by. You know, a Nazi platoon breaking the Geneva Conventions, you know, committing war crimes, being unspeakably cruel. And as much as everyone likes to think that all entertainment is, you know, all people who create entertainment are liberal and like, you know, they they 
they have a way they think about the world and like a way that the world that they that they a lens through which they view the world, which to some extent is very true. It's not it's not a absolute because they because um I heard a really heard a really great analysis once of um the um Kingsman movies. If you go back and watch the the Kingsman movies, I think there's uh three of them now, I think you slowly come to realize that you're watching like the realization of the horrors of Fox News. And um let me explain that. So in the in the first movie um a eccentric black billionaire gives the world free cell phone service that then the masses gobble up because they're all too stupid to know to know that there's something wrong with it and then he pushes the button and causes them all and causes everyone who wanted a free mobile phone to freak out and try and murder each other in the second movie a drug kingpin laces marijuana with a drug that causes everybody to basically seize up and die. Now, let me say that again. A female drug kingpin does not sell cocaine, does not sell ecstasy, does not sell heroin, sells marijuana. That when you take when you smoke it, causes you to basically seize up, become a human statue, and then die. So in one movie, they managed to say, "Hey, Rubes, so you want free cell phone service? It will cause you to go insane and kill everybody and kill your closest friends and family." Second movie, hey Rubes, so you want, so, so so you want a little bit of escape, a little bit of recreation, to feel good. I guess you're going to turn into a human statue and die. That's insane. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that they peddle to, like, the uneducated boomer crowd on Fox News. It's up a wall. And to make it worse, the only people who can stop this are a group of super violent, extra-governmental secret agents... Who act with who act completely independently of the law, and they are all white and all right. 
No, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm bringing this up because I love the Kingsman movies. I I was so excited for the first for the first one because it was in my in my head and it was advertised as such and this is still true of these movies. It was and is a movie that has such style and such an appreciation for style and good style that I was like, this is this is cool. This is all me. They had the um you probably don't remember it or don't didn't realize it, but when those movies came out, the billboard was a was a really well stocked, very stylish, very deadly high end walk in closet wall that just said Kingsman Her Majesty's Secret Service. It was a very cool thing, but it, when I heard when I heard that when I heard that analysis of the Kingsman franchise posed to me, and then I look and also the third one is also equally like, you know, everybody should have Gunsy and whatnot, but um, it was such. Like, stop me in my tracks. I thought about the entire thing. I'm like, no. Yeah. Those movies are right-wing shit piles. And it didn't make me like it any less. I was just like, oh, hey. I, I just needed the seed of the idea to recontextualize those movies immediately in my head. Because at first read, they're just like shitty action movies. <laughs> the, 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 not shitty action movies, they're just really well-crafted action movies with great action scenes. But then you stop and think about it, and you're like, oh yeah, they did make an eccentric black billionaire who... An, an eccentric black billionaire who was evil because... You know, if black pe- if rich black people get try to give away something for free, it must be for some nefarious purpose. And it was just it was an impressive way of contextualizing a very real thing, and that is that I I said this before on this podcast and. I'm, fairly popular episode you can go with go back and listen to in the speed of what in wherever you're using to listen to me right now entertainment has morals and do people who create entertainment have morals if you look at um if you look at most romantic most um rom-com anime I, I, those shows lots of times have very very shitty morals and opinions about women and the way women want to be want to or need to be treated, and they make some super sweeping broad generalizations that suck. Does that mean that they, that can also be your favorite show? No, but it means that you should be aware that, that is in it. And the reason why I'm bringing all of this up now is because there has been for years. You know, a news network for... A news network... Multiple news networks for Trump supporters. There have been, you know, attempts at... You know... 
there have been attempts at and successes at entertainment for these people. For, for, the, for, the, kind of, for the kind of person that puts on a black jacket and scales the walls of the Capitol. Do we have a good song for you? It's from the country drama the genre, genre, Surprise, Surprise. And it's about beer, guns, ladies, ladies, white ladies, and the flag. And it's just... We should be better at recognizing that stuff, even anime, should be held responsible for the things it's saying and the opinions they're holding because eventually someone who watches it may at some point do something not just generally shitty or genuine gen, gen, or read it wrong because there are tons of people who read all kinds of anime shit wrong there are tons there's always going to be a 15 year old who goes to hot topic or writestuff.com and orders themselves or buys themselves the death note to be edgy that's not what we're talking about. I'm not talking about moral panic. I'm talking about someone who sits and watches something like Tanya the Evil and not just misses, but is willfully ignorant of the idea that, like, she's not a, someone to be idolized. She's not someone to be you know, thought of as, oh, this was a good person. The, and if you're going to make, if you're going to make shows like, if you're going to make editorial choices like, oh, we're going to do something edgy and use, and like, involve the Nazis. You need to be very clear. We are not fans of this. We are not in... We are not... We are not endorsing this. We are not here to make this seem badass. And a, a, a perfect example. The, um, the first CG... Lupin the Third, the first, I literally just did a podcast about that movie. The bad guys in that are neo-Nazis. They are attempting to create the Fourth Reich. They believe that, like, Hitler... They're one of the things that... They're one of those sets of people that believe that Hitler's still alive in Venezuela. Um, you just hold it in a wheelchair now. It's the real thing, you can go look it up. It's hilarious. Because um, Hitler is definitely dead. Um, right next to fucking Elvis. Um, but... They managed to make a movie that was interesting with a cool MacGuffin. And, like, the bad guys were were bad guys who were doing something fairly confidently... Doing something fairly confidently to be bad guys. But they also... They... Invoked the Nazi card in the way that you should invoke the Nazi card of 
No, no, like we're all, Lupin is not a good person all the time as much as they try and, um, try and make him a better person over the years. But, you know, draw the line at Nazis. Once Nazis, once the Nazi card is on the table, fuck, just, we'll deal with our shit later. We gotta get the Nazis out of here first. And, you know, I, I wonder how much entertainment the people, the individual people who scale, who assaulted the Capitol building on Wednesday were able to find that said, hey, you know, it isn't your fault that you're a racist shitbag. There's nothing you can do about it. In fact, you should be. You should be angry at everyone except for you for the position that you put yourself in by voting that shitbag into office. And you know what you should do? You should take up arms and you should take your country back. There's so much shit that it's all about that kind of nonsense. And we all look at it and we're like, oh... Yeah, well, mm. in in the in the middle of this whole shit storm, and you didn't watch it live on Twitter or CNN or wherever you could watch the live assault on the Capitol because you know it, it was it was the season premiere of twenty twenty one. I guess fuck, um. Last season finale of twenty twenty, um, it <laughs> it was it was just it was so clear to me that like these people the the people doing this didn't have enough wherewithal to be able to tell fantasy from reality and to be able to tell they were being manipulated by a snake salesman, but also in the middle of it, in the middle of this damn thing, Joe Biden, Joe Biden was first up to the plate because he's not a moron and he knows what, he knows what sedition looks like and what being a traitor looks like, being a traitor to your country and your country's morals looks like. He got out there and he was like, nope, this isn't okay. And it's and it's not okay to be idolizing these people either. Either these people are say it with say it with me now, traitors. They are treasonous traitors who deserve to be jailed and deserve to be investigated because they are doing something that is so against the fabric of what it means to be an American that they that they they should pay. And it was, it, it was, he was like so certain about it, so like, oh, 
they can't get mad at me for yell- for yelling about Nazis because, you know, Nazis are bad. You know, white power people are bad. That's unequivocal. That has to be unequivocal because if we give them any because if we give them any space, they'll take a mile and do this shit again. And that's not how a con- that's not how a country can run. And then Trump released the video. And I will tell you, I saw it on CBS and I was like, I wouldn't have aired that. He told them he loved them. And they're great people. Why are you putting that on air? And the thing that... The thing that this lovely past four years and this season finale of that four of his one and only term in office, because hopefully he'll be impeached and he literally won't be able to hold public office ever again, um, should teach people is that just because someone has a job or just because they put this this movie out or just because they put this show on TV does not mean A, they should and does not mean that you shouldn't look at it with a critical aware eye. One of the um, this will probably be my final point um, one of my favorite things about the John Wick movies is those movies so aware of the of the universe in which they are creating an action movie and an action movie in which a dude does extreme violence on tons of people endlessly for the entire movie John Wick John Wick and um John John Wick 1 through 3 are murder ballets they are just murder ballets. It's stunning. They're amazing. It's so much fun to watch. But also, if you watch those movies, the people he's fighting and the people he is, like, double-tapping in the head are all, like, not people of color, generally speaking. Very clearly bad guy coming at him with a gun. He's not doing this to, like, random people on the street. Generally speaking, they are men. And they're coded as some sort of, like, they were shitbags long before he got here. They're just now being shitbags with bullets in his direction. And they're generally infinitely more powerful than John Wick. John Wick 3, I, th- I think it's John Wick 3, and with him teaming up with a black homeless assassin lord to murder the rest of New York City's evil underworld. And it's just like, it's, stu- it's stunning once you realize that to watch those movies and be like, oh shit. 
He's the only people who really deserve it are getting got. And by really deserve it means like John Wick didn't did not start this fight. But he definitely fucking ending it. <laughs> and that's I'm not saying that's an awareness that everything will have or everything should have, but that's the kind of awareness and commitment to that aware that awareness and those ideals that should be kind of admired because what that what that thing is you can make a badass action movie that doesn't do all that bad shit that doesn't make every bad guy a black dude that doesn't criminalize and respond and respond to difference with violence and like so much shit does that so you know so many horror movies the first person to die is the black guy so many movies period that is true and then the second person to die is the woman and as long as that's okay, you continue to have people who value people of color and women less because media tells you, oh yeah, they'll just be the first people who die in the, in like the action movie apocalypse horror movie scenario. Don't worry if you're a white guy. You'll at the very least go, like, third. You'll have time to get away. In fact, you might get away and you'll get the girl in the process before she did. And it it just... At this point, we deserve to live in a better reality than a bunch of dissatisfied white dudes white people stormed the capital because they lost and they because they not only have did they lose but they're losing power and they have been told their entire life by entertainment also you deserve the privilege and power that you are born with and the people who don't have that privilege and power, just didn't work as hard as you. And as much as we think that entertainment doesn't say that to people, it totally does. And the like... So actually, this is what I'm going to end on. Um, One of my favorite shows, and it's probably regarded as a bad show now, but... My favorite shows is El Rekka Seven, and the fantasy of that show is like you can be a kid living in a podunk town nobody fucking cares about, with a military base on it, and all of a sudden, the coolest people in the world can show up and say, "Hey, man, want to like hang out, go surfing every day, and fucking destroy and fucking take down the shitty government." 
you'd be like, uh, yeah, and also I get this beautiful alien girl as a girlfriend? Sure. But when you stop and think about that show, Wrenched and the main character benefits, benefits throughout the entire show from circumstances of birth, you know, all, all these crazy, all these crazy weird things out of his control meant that he's the chosen one. He, he, he's basically the chosen one, as much as you don't like to think about that in that show. Yes, there was an act of random happenstance, but he, the way he was born, he was never, the circumstances Wrenchin was born under, he was never not going to be a success somehow. He just wasn't. That, as much as it seemed like that was an option for him, it wasn't. And there's a difference in the way you tell the story when it's not. When that's not the way it's told, but when it's told from a perspective of total disadvantage and total difference. So, um, like something like, say, um, at, um, Samurai Champloo is great at this. Mugen is from, when you meet Mugen... He is like he's like a real, never had a master, never gonna have a master. Okinawan street fighter samurai. And that has informed everything about him in that show. Is that show factually accurate? Fuck no, but it had this spiritual accuracy, where like. The two of the three main characters, the one who has the most, like, who's the most well acquainted with being a proper person is Gene. And generally speaking, as that show goes on, he cares less and less about that. Because he's being influenced by, you know, a girl whose dad abandoned him in the mate, in the. In the, um, not the, it's not the Meiji era, that show, but it's close. And, Cowboy Bebop has a very Afro-Samurai feel in the character of Mugen, because Mugen very clearly did not grow up with any kind of privilege or pomp and circumstance. And they write him like that, and they write him like a dude out to make a buck, because that's what you gotta do to survive. And if you look at something like Afro Samurai, that that show, probably because, you know, Samuel Jackson involved, and they had, like, they had black creators for that show, has a remarkably impressive microcosm of a very real black experience. Only if I would, if I was willing to place a bet on anything, I would bet that many people who who, um, 
who assaulted the Capitol on Wednesday did not, on as I did on Juneteenth, sit down and say, hey, maybe let's sit down and watch Afro Samurai because it's Juneteenth and that's a badass show and those things should be linked together in your in my head. Because why would they? They're white people. They don't need to care about other races. You know, I'm not black, I'm not white, I'm mixed race. But that means that if a cop stops me as a little kid when I had a giant afro, it's like, where are you going, kid? When I'm walking to school the same way I have every other morning, I still have those stories. I have the stories about terrible, terrifying, god-awful interactions with the cops that all people of color do. But, you know, I'm not going to go march on the Capitol. A, I'm a disabled dude. They knocked me out with a fucking riot shield. But, B, you know, I don't have that... I don't have the luxury that so many of those protesters did of being conditioned by entertainment for decades that it'll be fine. I'll be fine. It'll go well, even. This is the last thing I'll say. This is a great clip of a woman from Yahoo News, from a Yahoo News interviewer, um, of a woman with her boyfriend or something who is, like, red in the face, crying, and just flabbergasted, stunned, amazed, that when she broke, stormed the Capitol and broke into the building. She got about five feet in and they maced her and pushed her back out the door. And anybody watching it with any amount of knowledge is like, what do you think was going to happen, bitch? Of course they... Of course they defended a government building when you tried to commit a coup. Of course that happened. You know, everybody is, like, stunned at, this, at, the, at the woman who was, like, the first woman reported dead because she was shot by Capitol Police. You shouldn't be. She broke into a government building trying to overthrow the government, and then, when presented with a gun, she tried to scale a wall. Like fucking Spider-Man. In all cases, that shit gets you shot. When you break into somebody's house, you expect... You're not surprised when you find that person in their pajamas with that goddamn baseball bat. But these people were so high on their own supply. They had so many entertainment outlets telling them that they were in the right. That they were... That when they came out of that 
entertainment fueled uh, haze they experienced a kind of whiplash back to reality that is I can only imagine unimaginable and we keep letting things like Tanya the evil just just be available we keep we keep watching shows where the main character is chosen by god or you know is is special because they have you know special powers and this person isn't special because they don't have special powers and that's why they're poor And, or, you know, because you, like, great kid, you get, you get bullied, great little girl, you've been bullied at school for your entire life. Here's a site that will turn you into a magical girl that let you kill your bullies. Which is a real show called Magical Girl Site. It's probably also another real show as well, but Magical Girl Site is the most recent one I can think of. You know... And then we're surprised when, like, or, you know, these these dumb bitches don't want you because they're too dumb. And then we're surprised when an incel drives a truck into a building. You know, we... It's fine to have, the, fine to have these grim, dark, edgy shows... Uh, they have a place and those things should be looked at and talked about and all that stuff. But we need to do better at A, recognizing it, B, broadcasting that if you're going to do this, you got to do it better. You have to know that the people watching it, even the adults at this point don't have the headspace or experience necessary to really contextualize it and really know what it super means. And you might need to spend some time sitting the viewer down and being like, look, this is the deal with this show in case you don't recognize it. Um, uh, the, the very last thing, and I've talked about this recently, so I'm not going to go super in-depth in it, but everybody was shocked when, um, Attack on Titan got super anti-Semitic, and if you notice, the, around when that happened, is around when the show took a huge plummet in popularity, like, it's still ultra-popular, people, tons of people still watch that show, but it went from, like, the pot of shit ever to, like, the hottest shit ever next to a bunch of other shows. And everybody was like, uh, wh- what? Except for a couple of my friends who, like, literally texted me, like, oh, fuck, you were right, like, five years ago. I'm like, yeah, I was. Like, how'd you know? I'm like, um, because two plus two equals four. And that's how shit works. And, like, I, 
I just had this feeling about Attack on Titan. I'm like, no, this whole show is people, um, <laughs> I think I said to somebody, that whole show is people with German names beating up people or monsters with super deformed features. This feels, this feels like, like the, like the heroes might also be the Nazis. And we just didn't realize it before. We just don't realize it. He looked at me, and as he did the math in his head, he's like, oh, you're probably right. That, that's upsetting. I'm like, yeah, right? That's why I don't watch that show. Um, and, lo and behold, like, five years later or some shit, everyone was like, oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, have some media literacy, <laughs> here you go, and I just wanted to talk about it, because I, I was so, I was so stunned at how committed these people were, and I'm like, these people didn't, like, these chicken shit idiots, didn't come up with this of their own volition. They were told by movies like Olympus Has Fallen and all this other shit. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. Because they don't have the imagination to... Because... And... um, They talked about this on the Warporn podcast... They don't have the imagination, and they continue to not have the imagination to be to do to do anything with the building once they fucking successfully breached the capital. They show them. Invading the capital and staying between the velvet ropes that they go in. Like, people smeared shit on the walls, but they stayed between the velvet ropes while doing it. What the fuck? A dude apparently tased himself in the balls multiple times and died of a heart attack when he was trying to take a painting. Really? This is the revolution? Because I could have probably set up a card table and watched it from the street across, from from across the street and been fine. The fuck? On that note, I've been Alec. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Um, if you like this episode, you can subscribe to me in whatever you can listen to this right now. I know this went long. Sorry, I had a lot to say. This is very fucked up. Um, but until Thursday, I will talk at you then.